recorded live. Hello and welcome. This is Brooke Folk, your host and assistant writer to Ken Burnan, the inspired author of the book and ebook Revelation of Revelation, a total fraud. And what you are about to hear on this episode of this broadcast, Revelation of Revelation, has never been revealed before now in audio format. Listen in now as we introduce the program's topic on this one-of-a-kind program, where it is Scripture, speaking the truth through the in-depth Scripture studies of Ken Vernon. Good evening, Ken. Good evening, Brooke. And hello to everyone who is joining us tonight. We welcome you and we thank you for joining us. As you can see from the posted schedule on a website, not web, but website, but our talk show site, the uh, program for tonight is Go Not from House to House. I picked this title for this program tonight for a specific reason. I had some difficulty regarding a family matter, and uh, one member of the family who caters to this kind of uh, religious activity was very adamant in her position regarding the matter that we were discussing. So tonight, it's sort of a I want you to hear this and take your time and listen to it because I will also bring you the scriptures to show that many, many hundreds, perhaps tens of thousands of people within the religious community, mainstream religious community in America and elsewhere in the uh civilized world, have taken on onto themselves some very serious steps by going out and simply using the Bible as they see fit. So tonight's program, Going Out From House to House, is, di- is designed to show that that is very, not only false, but it is completely misleading to anyone who is not familiar with the Scriptures. At the end of my prepared script, I will read you some Scriptures from Luke chapter 9 and chapter 10 so that you can see for yourselves or can hear for yourselves exactly what's written there. Let me begin. What I will share with you tonight is what happens when we go to the Bible and make careless assumptions regarding its contents. All of us, in one or another, one manner or another, followed in the footsteps of our parents, our guardians, or the people who came before us. We follow the teachings of our particular denomination, those of us in a Christian community, as well as others, do likewise in their particular following of choice. 
in the passage of time, some of us depart from the traditions of our elders or family and follow other man-made religious organizations. We often make the assumption that the new religion is better than the old, more accurate, and all others are wrong. Very falsely, very a very sad, very sad thing to do. I know, I confess, I did that, and so did a few of my siblings. I tell you tonight, that is a damnable thing to do. Why? Because we unwittingly put our trust in men when we do such things. Our Creator places a curse on anyone, man or woman, who puts his trust in another human being. You can find that written in the book of the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 17 and verse 5, if you so desire to do your fact-checking as you go. If you, like myself and others, have done this, you can rest assured you are on the recurse. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 18 tells us our Creator cannot lie. Having said that, I will now take you to a short list of scriptures that will guide you flawlessly through tonight's program. In the Gospel of John, chapter 8 and verse 31, Messiah said to the people who believed in him, notice, the people who believed in him, Many in our society today say they do. But very few, if any, follow these instructions. And here is that scripture from the Messiah. And I quote, If you continue in my words, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Carefully observe, he did not send them to the priests. He pointed them to his word. He did not point them to any religious leader. He didn't send them to any minister. He did not send them to any human being whatsoever. Here is the problem. From Mark 7 and verse 7, he said of the religious experts of the day, and I quote, In vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Full well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your own tradition. That is what happens, folks. And that is why he did not send the people who believed in him to go to the priest or the minister or any religious leader whatsoever. You worship him in vain if you follow the traditions of men. Most of us still do, even to this very day, in spite of the fact that those scriptures have been sitting there for more than a millennia. For from the first printing of the King James Bible, at least from 1611, those scriptures have been available to everyone or anyone who professes to be a believer or a Christian. 
Those men, as the New Covenant writings tell us, were sitting in Moses' seat. Messiah himself said so. At this juncture, I would like to add, his words keep us free, free from the traditions of men and the many curses that come with them. In the Gospel of John, chapter 16 and verse 13, we are told the spirit of truth will guide us into all truth. Notice, not any minister, not any religious guru, but the spirit of truth, an invisible source, will guide us into all truth. That spirit, which the world cannot receive, Scripture says that. Go to John 14, verse 17, and you will see that the Scripture clearly says the world cannot receive the Spirit of truth. You must first be called. You must be a part of his followers. You must belong to that specific group, the ones who have been called out. It is not arbitrary for anyone to pick up the Scriptures and read them and choose to do them as they see fit. In Acts chapter 5 and verse 32, the scriptures tell us he gives his Holy Spirit to those who obey him. Let me give you some more scriptures. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, we are told, All scripture is given by inspiration of the Almighty. And they are profitable for correction, for doctrine, for reproof, and for instructions in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. From the scriptures above, we learn that we can make mistakes regarding his words, even if we are in his congregation. But it is, in, it is comforting to know that we can rely on his word for correction, never having to trust in any man. So then, with those passages above, let us now look at the passage of Scripture in which the Messiah told his disciples, do not go from house to house. Upon sending them off with power, to do a specific job. In this passage, in this narrative, he is addressing his disciples, the twelve, at this point. Later he sends another 70 to do the same thing. Let me continue. In... Uh, in John chapter 17, Messiah prayed for his disciples. He made that absolutely clear. He said, and I quote, I pray not for the world. He was giving instructions to the men he had called. That passage clearly says the twelve. For emphasis, only men. Notice there were none of the women here. Only the men, the twelve men. There were no female apostles at any time, then or even after he departed. 
just a little note there for those who might be excited. There is a good reason why women were not sent out to do that job. And that's for another another program, another broadcast. It is also very important to note he gave them power to cast out demons and to heal diseases and to proclaim the good news. Very, very important. They were specifically given power to do this job, this assignment, in order to continue the proclamation of the good news in the land of Israel. He was not given to them, as some people believe, by taking those instructions and going out on their own wherever they are in the world. Excuse me. The people today who have erroneously assumed those instructions instructions are for anyone who reads the Bible, are sadly misinformed. Using those instructions personally does not give them any power whatsoever. They only turn people away from religious people and leave, leave them with a bad taste for religion. Some will even admit it makes them wonder about the existence of a supreme being. Very often, those believers will stubbornly cling to their new religion, forgetting, or worse still, not being aware of the scriptures that tell us stubbornness and rebellion is iniquity, as a sin of witchcraft and idolatry. You will find that in Second Samuel, after Samuel gave King Shaul, that's King Saul, to some who's not familiar with his correct name, gave him instructions to go and take out the Amalekites. And sadly, Shaul, or King Saul, did not follow those instructions, and he actually lost his kingdom. He lost his position as king. He lost his dynasty. His sons died with him shortly thereafter. Let me not get too carried away. That's another story also. Taking the position that you're above correction puts you in the creator's seat. Blasphemy is the order of the day for those who take that position in their ignorance. Correction is even sometimes necessary among the congregation members as we learn from 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. At this point, I will read you those scriptures from Luke chapter 9 and chapter 10. I'll be right with you. Here we go. So that you know I'm not pulling your leg. I'm bringing you the scriptures. We never bring you opinions. We bring you the scriptures. Here we go. Luke 9, verse 1. Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God to heal the sick and to heal the sick. And he said unto them, 
Take nothing for your journey, neither staffs, nor script, neither bread, neither money, neither have two coats apiece. And whatsoever house you enter into, there abide, and thence depart. And whosoever will not receive you, when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Now, consider what happens if the people that we see in our society today had that power to not only heal the sick, but to cast out demons. Think of what would happen all over the world. First, you would have the doctors in an uproar. These people will be healing all manner of diseases as they walk from house to house. Hospitals will be shutting down because there are no sick people to be cared for. All the people who are demon-possessed would become free of them. The disciples or these people that we have marching around in our streets would have no problem finding a place to stay or a place to eat or a place to bed down for the night. Those instructions not to carry anything for that journey were very specific because of the incredible, miraculous events that would come about by those 12 men as they went about the business of not only proclaiming good news of the kingdom, but also healing the sick. We have today, as I mentioned before, people in our society who have taken it upon themselves to actually go off and use these instructions as though they were given power to do this kind of job. I don't know if you've ever at any time had the occasion to have these people come to your door and actually try to convince you with their religious tracts, that they can actually get you a trip to heaven if you join them. This is how bold they are. I have very often engaged them in conversation. They are so stubborn. What they have, what they are preaching, is absolute gospel one might say, when in fact they're among some of the most misguided people in our society. They go about becoming nuisances to the citizenry by knocking on your doors at very inopportune times sometimes. And when they leave, they actually brush their feet if you turn them away. Now, (laughs) the scriptures did not say that. 
disciples were specifically told, when you leave that town or city, brush the dust off your feet as you leave that town or city. The people who go about in those streets cannot heal anyone. They bring only with them animosity and rejection. They will very often try in spite of the fact that you tell them you're not interested. They will try they will actually stand there and keep talking. And sometimes and I've met them, they have to be you have to be rude to them to get them to leave. Here are people with no instructions, with no authority whatsoever, going about the business of annoying the citizen of this nation and elsewhere in the world where they practice this religion that they have taken a group of words right from a Bible and pretend that they are disciples and they were given this power. They don't heal anyone. They don't cast out any demons. All they do is become a nuisance everywhere. Like many others, the people who are called missionaries, these people have read the Bible in these various places and not carefully look at what they read. For example, there are many who have gone all over the world to preach the gospel because <coughs> excuse me in the book of in the book of Mark gospel of Mark we find the instructions go you into all the world and preach the good news that instruction was to 12 people who once again were given power Go to the book of Luke, the last chapter of Luke, where they were told by the Messiah, do not leave Jerusalem until power is given to you from above. Once again, power has to be given to you to go out and do that job. If you don't have that power, you are wasting your time. Many, many, many missionaries over the years have gone out and come away empty. Some even get killed, going to primitive tribes where they are not sent because the gospel does not go to those people at this time. The gospel goes to those who are being called. The reason they were told to wait for power is so that they can see the people and observe also those who are being called and the spirit, the indwelling of the spirit and the gifts that would be given to them by the Holy Spirit. They would be able to do likewise, cast out demons. They would, would be able to heal the sick. They would be able to do many things, many miracles. Why? Because... Spirit will be given to them as the word of the gospel was preached or proclaimed by the apostles. Throughout the first century, 
wherever the apostles went, many, many were healed. The church grew in by leaps and bounds, especially in Jerusalem, where eventually the apostle Saul, or Shaul, was the one who, were, who was giving directions to that congregation. That congregation, like so many others today, do not read their Bibles. They also did not read their scriptures. In the book of Hebrews, Paul, in addressing them, said he actually read them the riot act. He says, I want to give you meat, but you can't handle meat because you're not studying. You're still in need of milk. You're not mature members of your congregation. He also told them, when you ought to be teachers because of the work you're doing, you still need to be taught fundamentals. Like those first century congregation members, today we have people who simply abuse the scriptures from moment to moment every day. They do not represent the the Messiah. They do not represent his congregation. They are people who have usurped authority. And that's the why. That's the reason why. They're not only not productive at all, they are nothing but a nuisance to the society. On that note, Brooke, you got five minutes. Ken, thank you for a good presentation this evening on a topic that very few people really stop to consider, including myself. It's common sense if you stop and think about it. Why doesn't all of those who take this gospel the wrong way and run around the globe preaching what they feel is their truth? when indeed it was known beforehand that humankind would do such things, but to prevent that type of situation in the times to come, those who are studying the scripture, those who are listening to a program such as this one, is not being distributed into your doors unless you have opened them and come to open it through the talk show program you're listening to right now. Revelation of Revelation, where it is the scriptures that are speaking the truth. Common sense, if you have everyone thinking they have the power of the scripture from their understandings that they got from their traditions of men, teachings that they grew up with, like we all did, then they can only change it, tweak it to their understanding and what their so-called converts want to hear. And it is so misaligned and so contaminated. And that is why it does not go out throughout the world until there is one solid foundation. And that can only come through the teaching of the Holy Spirit to open up these teachers and their continued education of the one and only one way. We all question why there are so many different religions, how many different beliefs there are and all the splits of the congregations to start their own because of problematic things and then within the walls of a given church 
So there you have another program that has opened up something that you probably haven't thought about, the simplicity of the one message and the one message that will be taught through those who are seeking the truth and becoming disciples of this truth. And when the time comes, all shall know the one truth through the teachers that are being groomed now. I think it's very uh, almost unfathomable of the powers that will be given to those in the end times to go out and teach this truth. Pure, pure like gold, the purest of pure truth. And there can be no argument. It was all said before, but we did not see it before until this program for the in-depth study of the scriptures by Ken Vernon and those who are called to have their eyes open to the truth. It's astounding. It dumbfounds the mighty, as it says in scripture. It confounds them. Here we are, babes in Christ, seeking the truth, and we're given a little bit here and a little bit there trying to take it all in one hot cup of milk, for example, we might spit it out, but a little here, a little there. That's the nourishment that we need and that you get here on these half-hour programs, here on the talk show format that you can listen to or download and visit the website at revelation at revelation.com. Questions, opinions, Ken would be very happy to entertain your interjections through email of what is on your mind. Remember, we're here to preach, no, to open your minds to the truth the scriptures are teaching us. And with that, final words from Ken, and then we'll conclude this broadcast on this beautiful evening. As Brooke mentioned, the revelation or revelation.com site, if you have any questions, any questions regarding any biblical topic whatsoever, just go to that website, revelation of revelation.com, click on contact, and you can pour your heart out and send an email right from that website. And we will answer your question personally. We will not post your email. We will also, if you prefer, Answer your question in the form of an article which will be posted at the website. We will never reveal who you are. So you need not be afraid to ask questions. We want you. We look forward to you asking your questions. And on that note, we will say good night. Thank you, Ken Vernon, author of Revelation of Revelation, for presenting the proof of the scriptures that reveals the truth that have eluded for millennia, because it was not intended to be revealed until this time. Until the next episode, this is Brooke Volk, your host and assistant writer for Revelation of Revelation.com.